0: This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Good morning, everybody. It's Archery Unfiltered here. It's your buddy, Wendell. Um, just chilling, waking up early, early, early today to bring you guys an episode has anybody touched their bow since Redding? It's a trick question. The answer needs to be yes. If the answer is no, you need to like all that whip yourself like uh like the religious fundamentalists do when you do something bad. Um I've been fiddling around with my bow because I freaking love this bow shot so good in running I give you guys the rundown <clears throat> real quick I mean I, I think I've already done plenty of rundowns on this but this bow shot really fucking straight in reading and then never ran into any issues where I had to chase sight marks or anything like that I think that is in large part to the fact that I'm running uh, Tom Parkinson's bow strings which are I think the build is 452 X Natural, and I think there are 28 strands because I think that's what fits into the um, elite cam track. But yeah, it was funny. There was a day where I overheard someone saying like, "Oh, I better wax up my strings," or "A good thing I waxed up my strings last night because it's gonna rain." And I, I was like, "What?" I had never heard that before. And they had said, "Yeah." Otherwise, what happens is water. Oh, sorry, guys. It's so early. They said water gets into your strings, makes them all waterlogged and heavy. And I had never heard that before, and I don't know if it's true or false, but I'll tell you, my natural inclination was to reel back and say that's bullshit. Um, you know, shooting four fifty-two X natural—that's a low wax string just from the jump, and I never wax my strings, and some people will be like, oh, well, that's part of the, you know, that's part of the maintenance of a string, it's like, no, it's not, it really isn't, it's, it's, you time your string, and, you know, make sure you're not shooting it with a cardboard finger tab, or a sandpaper finger tab, that's all, you really just run them, make sure they're timed and run them. Um so I can tell you from shooting in the rain these strings didn't get waterlogged. They didn't get all heavy. I didn't have to chase a bunch of marks. So whatever that guy was saying didn't apply to me. I'm I'm kind of not trying to run out and just call bullshit on stuff based on one experience, right? So keep in mind what he's saying might be true, but I can tell you honestly, I have never waxed my strings. I'm apprehensive to wax them for the reason being that I have heard that if you wax strings and I remember being a newbie and this definitely feeling true is that when you wax strings, they get heavy and then on a really hot day, the wax bleeds out and then something changes on your bow. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just, I'm just telling you my opinion. I don't, you know, do with it what you will. If if you're if you're hardcore about testing stuff, find some way to test this theory of mine and get back to me. Um so yeah. Elite bow shot straight all weekend, strings were awesome. Uh I wanted to tell you guys that I'm testing out a set of strings right now. That, you know, they're not Tom's, they're not Austin Kincaids, those are my two favorite string builders. But my buddy, uh Nick Ingham, he used to live here in California. He defected to Idaho. Um, but when he was here, he was definitely, you know, one of the top shots. He was always, you know, first, second, or third for uh, state indoor. He's done a bunch of great shooting out in Idaho. Uh, I think he, he podiumed the Idaho Open. Um, He's a great shooter. You know, the guy knows his shit. Well, he's breaking into the string building game, so... I'm I'm testing out a set of strings. I still have my my Tom Parkinson strings are chilling. Literally. I I didn't even want to put them in a bag. Because I felt like they were... I do not want to bunch them up. Because sometimes with 452X, the strands will get caught on just the serving itself. This is going to sound super weird. But if you've ever taken a, a set of strings out of a bag, sometimes the strands will get caught on the serving. And then they'll get pulled. Like one strain will get pulled. And then you'll, your perfectly beautiful string will have like one weird wonky fiber like sticking out of it. So I took my Tom strings off and just, you know, in case they need to go back on, they're literally just hanging from a paper clip, <coughs> hanging from a, a pipe on my ceiling. So it's like nothing, st- they're just free floating in space right now. Same twist, same everything. So that's how I keep them, keep them pristine. Um... My buddy Nick Inghams Strings, he's going to call him Flingham, you know, because it's kind of his thing that he's, he's, you know, his persona or whatever that he's kind of come up with, his brand. I wanted to call him Stringham, Stringham Inghams, or Ingham, Ingham Stringhams. I don't know, but, uh, I mean, they look good, they look, they look solid, Nick does, uh, the guy knows what he's doing, I think he uses, uh uh Butch Baker's uh string jigs and, and things of that nature. Which reminds me I have a Butch Baker bow vise over here. Which is sick. Uh I set it up the other day. Um my bow's pretty level so right now I'm just using it to hold my bow. <laughs> it's just holding my bow there. Uh but you know, everything's pretty leveled out on that bow. Well I, I found out what I do need is a draw board <laughs> because I always try to time my bows off of just pulling back and feeling it, but that's not good. You, you gotta eyeball it. You gotta see where your where your stops are hidden. So, anywho, um, I know someone out there is gonna be like, "Why are you fucking around with strings? You should just go outside and shoot your bow." Um, to you know, they're right ultimately in the end, right, so, um, yeah, that's what's going on here, I'm really hoping that I can sneak out for one more event, I'm thinking it's going to be the June shoot, or, uh, it might be the Reading Western Roundup, I've always wanted to get a buckle, at least attempt to get a buckle, I shouldn't just, it's not money in the bag, you know, people that always think, like, oh, I'm going to win this, you know, sometimes it's... A good mentality. Sometimes it's not smart, but in my case, I, I might try to take a stab at that buckle. It's a one-day event, so it's not too bad. But yeah, let's uh, let's go over upcoming events, guys. So, if you're in California, if you're a Northern California dude or a lady, but if you listen to this show, there's an eighty percent chance you're a dude, probably even more like ninety. Today's the seventeenth. Um, this weekend is the West Coast Archery broad hunt. And I fucked that up already. It's actually called the broadhead shoot. I've done this multiple times. I don't know why I fucking said that. Could <coughs> be because it's like early early in the morning right now. Um you guys should check it out. West Coast Archery puts on a really fun shoot. It's called the Last Chance Broadhead Shoot. Um if you go get out there. Saturday, you can camp. It's like 20 bucks for a camping spot. Um, Saturday, they got a pack race at 10 a.m. I think you have to pre-register for that, but I don't know how early in advance you have to pre-register. You shoot field points. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The field point event is also on Saturday from 9 to 3. Um, They're going to have dinner at the event. There's also something called a full draw film tour. At 7, 7 p.m. on Saturday. And I was told it was like, I think my buddy Alan's exact words were, they show you mint hunting, mint hunting videos. So you get to see some really cool hunting videos that they're working on. Whoever the full jo- film tour is, I'm sure it's fucking badass. Um, free to campers, but tickets are on sale for people who are just coming for the film tour. Bring your camp chair. Um... Sunday is the broadhead shoot. That means you're shooting broadheads at 3D animals. Um uh, I think you can get away with shooting a practice tip. I know that G5 Montec practice tip to me would be the the broadhead, quote broadhead that I would be taking cuz it looks just like a field point or or I'd be taking a what they call the what are those broadheads that look like a little black triangle? You know what I'm talking about. They don't look very sharp. But they look like they would hurt to get shot by. Um, annihilator. I take an annihilator. Tiny annihilator broadhead or that G5 Monte. If you're looking to win the shooting portion. Um, you know, those are the the broadheads I would pick. But, you know, like they say, if your bow is tuned, it shouldn't matter. Pro- shoot any kind of broadhead. Um, they get, have a raffle. If you guys have ever been to any West Coast event... The raffles are bananas. Like, they got raffles that rival... Like, big raffles at big events. Where they're giving away bows. They're giving away crispy boots. They're giving away... I'm sure there's going to be like Sitka. There's gonna, they're going to be giving away all kinds of stuff at this event. Um, yeah, so... I am... I might... I, there's a chance... That I can go to this. And my plan would be to grab my daughter. Run up there Sunday. Buy some raffle tickets. <laughs> feed my kids some barbecue. Because they're going to do a barbecue lunch. They're going to have like, the flip-flop guy. There's going to be... Uh, there's like pulled pork sandwiches. Really good. Um, I actually shot this. like I think it was two years ago. Um, it might have been last year. I'm not sure. And then there's the Iron Pig shoot-off which is my favorite, which I, oh man, I wanted to do so good at last year, but I did so terribly at, um, where you shoot an iron pig, and it's basically last man standing, how far back you can get on the iron pig, and our buddy Alan Bernetta is like the king, the king of shooting this, and uh, I mean, last year we just challenged him to keep going, and he went all the way back from the practice range to like the registration booth, I think that was like 60-something yards, if I remember correctly. But yeah, threading a broadhead through a fucking little hole in an iron pig. It's like, it's literally like a 50, I want to say it's like a 50-yard field ring size. So, it's a lot of fun, guys. If you get a chance this weekend and you want to you want to do this, um, go to West Coast Archery's website and uh, check out, you know, check out the last chance broadhead shoot. There's always good stuff there. Um it's a lot of fun. So, I'm hoping I'm hoping I can I can sneak out to that one. And people are like, "Wendell, why are you sneaking out places? Aren't you the master of your domain?" <clears throat> and the proper answer to that is no. So, let's see. Coming up, guys. It is not time. It is not time to put your shit away yet. Alright, don't be packing up, don't Don't be switching to fat arrows. Is that first time? Blowing my nose on the the microphone. Alright, so, this weekend is the uh, Last Chance Broadhead Championship. I'm sorry, Last Chance Broadhead Shoot. Um, This weekend would be the 20th and the 21st. Next weekend, oh, I'm sorry. So let me let me back it up. This weekend is last chance broadhead shoot. Next weekend, the 20th and 21st, state broadhead championship at uh, at Lodi Archery. And let's let's give a rundown of that. I have never shot this, but I do know dudes who have shot it. Um, what was shooting styles? SF sight with fingers. N S non site R release RC Recurve L longbow. This is uh This is a different type of tournament here. But you know, if you if you're trying to win everything, if you want to go out and win every C B H well let's just call it the C B H SAA Grand Slam. <laughs> this would be it. Um that Lodi. You guys know How much I love Lodi. Um, It's May 27th. May 28th. Shooting starts at 9 on Saturday. 8.30 on Sunday. Uh, 42 unmarked 3D targets. Both days at realistic distances. I'm guessing what that means is realistic for like your average, your seasoned bow hunter. I'm going to say average. So let's just take a stab at it. Sixty yards and under. Alright, is what I'm guessing it's gonna be. Scoring is gonna be uh ten eight five type scoring. It's gonna be one arrow per target, eighty-four targets. So that's kinda cool. I do like the one arrow format. <laughs> um I'll tell you guys <laughs> I'm gonna lose a lot of respect here amongst bow hunters. For me, a realistic distance is 100 yards, <laughs> and I'm not going for—I'm not going for a kill shot either. I'm just going to wound so that I can run up and pepper—pepper <laughs> pepper that thing with more. Um, oh, we also got the uh, Red Devil cartoon classic. Uh, it's going to be this Sunday on the 21st. So I'm actually fucking up the timeline here. But if you can't go to the broadhead shoot, West Coast broadhead shoot. I'm sorry, Last Chance Archery Broadhead shoot, the Red Devil Cartoon Classics, 42 target, two arrow shoot, um, you know, 924 maximum score, uh, orange dot shoot. I believe it's going to be a mix of, you know, in the past, what it is is it's like paper targets uh, with orange spots. It's, I mean, it, for me, I hate saying for me, but it's really no different. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little different than shooting a 3D animal. But if you're shooting orange spots, it's the perfect way to stay seasoned in practice. Like, say you wanted to shoot... I mean, say you were doing the Outlaw Tour, right? And you're trying to stay fresh and primed for the the next uh, Outlaw, which would be the uh, Nevada City June shoot. This would be the shoot I would do, the Red Devil Cartoon Classic. It gets 42 targets, 2 arrows. I mean, that's going to be what you shoot on day one, of the June shoot, I think. I'm not sure if they're going to mix it up. But, I mean, that is what you would do. And it's going to be orange spots. I'm going to tell you, C- continuing to shoot the, you know, the target face of what you're going to compete in, that's that's ideal. That's ideal. Not to mention, they're going to have targets that go all the way out to 100. I'm pretty sure the last chance broadhead, they are also going out to 100. I think there's going to be a Bigfoot... Or a Sasquatch target of some kind. That is going to be at 100. Um, If you're a little further up north, maybe don't want to come down to the Diablo Bowman. Also on the 21st is the Ishii Archery Club Rockfest shoot. 42 target, 2 arrow. Pretty much copy and paste everything I just said onto that one. (laughs) Um, MTBA is kind of like the regional... It's like the new regional uh, tournament series in the S- South Bay, is having the f- their field archery tournament at 5 So it's also on Sunday, I believe. Yes. It's also going to be during the ultimate, the last chance broadhead shoot. I keep saying ultimate, now I'm going to fuck this up so man. Yeah, so Kings Mountain Archers, if you guys don't remember what a field tournament format is, 42 targets, 4 arrows. It is a grind. Uh, It's marked yardage, of course. It's everything from 11 yards and what is it? What's this closest? 30, 25 feet, 20 feet maybe? I should know this. All the way up to 80 yards. No hundos, but, you know, don't think it's going to be easy. You got to shoot from different stakes and all that shit. Um, I've always wanted to shoot the MTBA um, format. I can't remember there used to be uh another regional series up here that was kind of like the northern northern bay area series um but you know the girl that that ran it got caught cheating at a tournament and then after that just died um so this one the MTBA Looks very um, interesting. It looks like something I'd want to try. Maybe when I'm freed up to shoot all the tournaments I want, I will get back into doing some regional stuff. Um, And you guys know me; I love field archery. Even though I just said it's a grind, I like I like days that are grinds. Like you literally feel like you got your money's worth when you go out and you shoot a a tournament that you're fucking exhausted after. Um, Because that's what it's all about, you know. You want to come off with some kind of experience. Um, see, State Broadhead Championship. I already talked about that. That's 27th and the 28th. Then the June shoot is June 3rd and June 4th. 42 target, 2 arrow. That is going to be a shoot. <clears throat> that is one that I desperately want to do. But um, I don't know. I don't know how realistic it is that I can do it. Uh for you guys that are going or if you're wondering what you should do that weekend, definitely check it out. It's an awesome course. It's largely flat with I say a handful of technical shots. Then they have a handful of shots that make make you pucker a little bit. They have like a wanna say a seventy yard uphill, slightly uphill shot on a on a big elk. They have what else? 98-yard yard shot on a polar bear, and those are those are all the technical ones I can think of. I think they got another 80-yard shot on a buffalo. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm a little off here, but those are my favorites. Um, now, if you're gonna do the outlaw, you have to pre-register. All right, you gotta do it online. You gotta pay. I think it's like 25 bucks. Super cheap. And then you gotta pay at the day of the event all right because um, I think the the outlaw the 25 bucks is for your outlaw membership as if you're not already I think if you've already if you're shooting outlaws you've already most likely done it but anyway this is the 39th annual June shoot registration starts at seven goes all the way to 845 so if you get there at seven get registered they are super one thing I like about this shoot registration the way they have it set up it flows there's never a backup there and you just go right through bang 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 and you know before you know it you're shelling out money and you're you're on the practice range um it says shoot a second day for fun for only twenty dollars good eats Uh, and there is good food there because they they get this barbecue pit thing in the middle of their of their club just fired up and Let's see, they got spaghetti dinner on Friday, breakfast on Saturday and Sunday morning. They have a tri-tip dinner, which I have done for $15. That was good. Uh, snacks, beverages, lunches available on the range both days. Reminder, no alcohol allowed on the range. Off the range, though, they have a full bar. So you can get f Oh, well, <laughs> I fucked that up. You can get shit first off the range. I know this because I've done it. Um, you're going know, to shoot 42 targets. Uh, I think we're over that. They will post the guest scores. They also have raffles and awards. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be, I don't know if the raffle is going to be good as the, the last chance broadhead shoot, but you know, raffles are raffles. <laughs> now guys, this is the third leg. <laughs> this is the third leg of the Outlaw. It's actually the fourth leg. I think the, the third leg was Fresno. Right? I mean Lodi? Yeah. Westlake? Fresno? Yeah, this is actually the fourth leg of <laughs> the Outlaw. It's so funny calling something the third leg of. <laughs> like, well, it is, huh? Congratulations. Um, let's see. Keep in mind. Team event shooters. If you're pay- if you're shooting the outlaws and you're shooting the team event, that is a separate. You know, you're paying for that separately. That's a that's an add on. Um, otherwise, you know, if if you're just shooting the June shoot, you're just paying that. Like what I said, the super efficient uh, registration line. Not that the outlaws is inefficient. Don't get me wrong. They're gonna. You know, they've done everything they can to make it extremely efficient. Um, also that weekend. If you're not going to make it to that, but you want to get some orange spot working, uh, on the fourth, June fourth, Santa Cruz Archers is having a 3D in the Redwoods. Uh, it's a 29 target two arrow. I've never shot at the Santa Cruz Archers. Uh, I want to, because I love Santa Cruz. Um, I used to, I used to go get high there all the time, but as an adult, I, I haven't been back. And 29 targets is not enough for me to go down there. I'm sorry, but I do know a handful of people that shoot out of there, and they're all really cool. So, if you don't mind, you know, maybe shoot that course twice if you get a chance. I don't know if they'll let you, but whatever. And then, uh, guys, 610, 611. So, June 10, January, March, April, May. June 10, June 11, CBHSAA at Aranko Bowman. Is the State Field Championships now? You guys know, eighty-four targets, three or four arrows. I wanted to say three or four. Should be fucking four. Aranko Bowman, guys, down in Chino, California. Two days of shooting, all NFA age groups, shooting styles, and rules. Um, check it out. Pre-registration deadline is June June. F- <laughs> is June one. 1- ND, so June 1st and <laughs> whoever made this, you can tell they went through, and they just altered the last year's, <laughs> they altered the last year's fucking flyer, um, pre-registration fees, $40, if you're an adult, or senior, if you're a young adult, youth cub, $20, so, Caleb Cuyocho, you can pay 20 bucks. if you're a guest, and you're not, CBHSAA member, it's gonna be seventy-five dollars. So, yeah, Um, check it out, guys. I uh, we gotta get some field shooting in here, and that's gonna be it. After that, I can't imagine you just keeping your bow set up for long range for the the novelty shoots. It would be the, the BC shoot and things like that. If it were, you know, if I were still on the competing circuit, I would tell you guys what my game plan is. Would be to Shoot orange spots this weekend, or go to the Last Chance Broadhead Shoot because that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, then do Nevada City, right? Then do the June shoot. After that, I would be dialing in for the CBHSAA state field. If you're going to hit all the big stuff, this, this is how I would do it. I wouldn't do the broadhead shoot. I'm sorry, not the broadhead shoot. The broad the state CBHSAA. State Broadhead Championships. I know some killers are going to that, but if I wasn't going to change my setup too much, and I was just going to continue to refine things. That's the that's the path I would do. I would do orange spots, and then I would transition over the field. And there's a handful of events that are just coming back to back that are perfect, you know, and, and they're not wild changes. You're going to do, you know. If you it's just say for example you did the um, Red Devil shoot with orange spots, then next week you do the June shoot. You should be dialed in for the June shoot if you're shooting uh, the Diablo Bowman shoot. And then you have a month. Let me see, April, May. No, you got like, yeah, about a month to prepare for state field. All your marks should be salt. I mean, they should be gold. They should have been gold three weeks ago. You're just continuing. Now you're turning these marks into what do they call it? refined gold, I don't know, you're making them even better, you're making yourself better on top of it, don't unnecessarily be changing shit right now, you know, I know you. after running, first thing everyone likes to do, I'm going to buy a new bow, right, and if you are buying a new bow, Travis, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry about it, that round bow was sick, but maybe you want an elite bow now, that's fine. <laughs> I see a lot of people changing stuff. Now's not the time, guys. Hold tight. Keep working the setup you have because there's still outdoor shoots that you want to do. I'd say give it two more months, two more months of solid shooting before you go changing something. Um, at least if you're in California. If you're not in California, then you know the you know the layout. You know the 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 way that the the shoots are gonna come out, and you know I I generally don't cover shoots that are out of state just because I won't be there. Um 617, 618, Shasta Mountain Archers. I've always wanted to do that. That's called the mile high shoot. 40 target 2 arrow. I'll get out of bed for 40 targets. Um funny story. I uh I actually went to Mount Shasta with a girl that I was banging many years ago. And I saw on my phone that there was an archery range. I was already deep into archery. And uh I drove over and found it, and it was, um, they were using like, like mattresses, (laughs) they had as bales, I mean, I think they had regular bales, or probably 3D targets somewhere, but they had a lot of like mattresses set up, (laughs) with spots painted on them, and I was like, what the fuck is this, and then I looked at the scoreboard, and I saw Heather Gore's name, and I was like, holy shit, Heather Gore came through here and won this, (laughs) so, I think that's the event, I'm pretty sure. Um six eighteen, Father's Day, the annual Father's Day. Man, we gotta wait till June for the Father's Day. We just had Mother's Day. Father's Day should be like now. Um Okay, Cougar Mountain Archers. Awesome course. Here's another orange spotter. So if you wanted to extend your shooting, right? This is gonna really apply just to California guys, but say you were gonna shoot like towards the end of our season here. I think September-ish time, there is a big shoot in California called the One Million BC Shoot where people from all over come to this one and it's basically it's basically another Redding. Uh, I, I don't know the specifics, but it's two days. I want to say it's 50 animals each day. It's a fuckload of 3D animals and it's two arrows each. Um, that one's really fun, right? But that one goes way late into the season i want to say it's september around september time if you wanted to to show up prime for that then i would say also do this cougar mountain archer shoot i've done this shoot before i tell you guys like there was a time where i i was going to do every single tournament that came across my computer screen and this was one of them i love this course the weather's good the wind isn't bad um i don't think there's any wind There's a couple technical shots that are really fun. And it's just, it's nice. It's it's a really nice curated managed course. Uh, Let's see here. Fun shoot, 617, 14 targets. Um, Yeah, 42 target, 2 arrow. The one thing I really enjoy about this one, I'm fairly certain they'll have it, is they do a ping pong ball on a um, leaf blower. So like a ping pong ball will kind of like float up and down on a leaf blower. And... I think everyone pays like 5 bucks and you can shoot whoever shoots the ping pong ball gets it. And I didn't have $5 when I did it, so a young gentleman uh named uh Jacob Avendano let me borrow $5 and I shot the ping pong ball, but also like a little girl shot it, like a 12-year-old girl or a 15-year-old girl shot it. So we had to go to a shoot off and I fucking smoked her, took all that money. <laughs> so, uh it's a lot of fun. I it's I'm always gonna remember this shoot fondly because there was a lot of good, a lot of good targets. I think I shot 920 here. Um, yeah, if you're a trad shooter, it's 50 yards or less because you know we don't want to spend all day looking for arrows. You know, you know, you gotta call some backups. I think you guys should move them up. Let's move them up to 30. <laughs> uh, oh. All right, all right. Enough of that. Enough making fun of it. That's on the Oh, we got two dates here. Nope, one date. It's the 18th. Father's Day. And finally, guys, after 625. Alright, June 25th. It is the Redwood Bowman's Western Roundup. 42 targets, two arrows. It is one of my personal favorites, because I can probably Uber to this event. Uh registration's cheap, it's 35 bucks. 42 targets, two arrows, mark distance. Eleven ten eight scoring. Basic NFA classes. Um, oh, parking lot will be ch- patrolled for the entirety of the shoot by Rebo members. They literally don't want our shit to get broken into. Yes, it is in Oakland. That's why cars get robbed. Uh, luckily, we'll have someone on patrol so they can go, hey, cut that out. First arrow at 9.15 a.m., Archer's meeting 8.55. I've given the speech at the Archer's meeting because... This is the event where that girl, aforementioned girl, was caught cheating. Um, there's no mulligans at this event. I'm fairly certain. There's no mulligans. And uh, you definitely can't fucking call mulligan after you miss a shot. You can't just say, I'm taking a mulligan. I don't care who you are. Jesse Broadwater said that, though, so, I mean, I'm sure the guys in that group <clears throat> would allow it, but they shouldn't, (laughs) but anyway, welcome to Reboville, I like this, guys, Rebo is kind of under new management, they kind of have, they have a new president, they have a new board, they have new people, all the lame guys, i.e. me and previous administration have kind of been pushed out, and the people that are left are solid, really nice, really cool people, they're they're trying to make something of this course so I might be in attendance this, this is going to be a fun one again it's a single day shoot makes it easier for me to break away from the wife and kid um, but if I do that will be it that will be the last time I shoot outdoor arrows uh, how many arrows do I got oh man I got I got a lot I got enough alright guys so that's the rundown for events let's take it over to the news this event is not to be confused with the Gator Cup that is for NSCA skeet shooting apparently it's harder than shit to find the scores for this basically the big news at this event was Tanya Galantine got one over on page and was able to uh, secure a win Yeah, Tanya Galatine. Looks like it must have gone to a one-arrow shoot-off because they both had uh, 146 is going into the finals. Alexis Ruiz uh, 146 over Madison Cox. I've always been an Alexis Ruiz fan. Drives my friend bet crazy that I always say Alexis Ruiz is a cutie. <laughs> but she's more than that, guys. She's a, she's a stone-cold sniper. So let's not it's not me getting in trouble for uh, reducing a woman to just the way she looks. Um, let's see what we got here. Sawyer Sullivan beat an Austin Taylor by one point. Chris Schaff beat a Braden Galantine by three points. God damn. Isn't Chris Schaff just a beast? So is this Sawyer Sullivan fella. I think we mentioned him in the Vegas podcast um he's badass <clears throat> both of those guys are badass. I really wanna i I'd love to learn how Chris Schaff shoots and what his style's all about um I just wanted to mention Bearbow fifty plus men richard stonebreaker uh I do not care about your style, nor do I care about the fact that you just won the Gator Cup, but Stonebreaker is such a cool name <laughs> I would love to. How come all the bow guys got such cool names? Are they real? Are they real names? Or is that all part of the... You know... All part of your guys' culture. You guys wear kilts and the bucket hat. And then you change your last name to something, bitch. And so, Stonebreaker, well done. Alright, guys. <clears throat> That's pretty much the episode. Uh, I have one listener question I'd like to go over. And I'm not sure if I covered it on the last episode. I don't think I did. But... Uh, you know, I'd already talked to the... the Person that had uh, asked the question and they had told me whether or not I was right or wrong, and you guys believe it, or I was right, and so I'll tell you guys what it was. The question was <clears throat> a couple people had some issues in reading when it came to calling arrows um, for a number of reasons. Either they couldn't see their knock in the orange spot, uh, and I could totally see that happening if, because you know, a handful of targets, I won't say a handful, two or three targets had like blow through problems where your arrow would just blow right through it. And uh, people were saying, well, you know, what what color knocks do you shoot? Because I can't see my arrows. Uh, I shoot white biter knocks. Um, I picked white because no one else on the team, on the West Coast team, is shooting white. And I was so tired of my arrows looking like everybody else's. Let me tell you guys what everybody, just about everyone runs now, is white vein lime green knock. Right? I think that was made popular by Brandon Williamson. If not, it's going to be pink vein, lime green knock. It's always something like that. For some reason, everyone is running lime green knocks now. I think it's because they're somewhat easy to see on field targets, you know? Um, I mean, it, let's be real lime is a great contrasting color to orange. Uh, I think scientifically, blue is the contrasting color, but because it's not a glowing blue, it's not going to show up the same um so i found white knocks show up really well and i have gigantic blue veins on my arrow um I, I remembering like color theory that's right i took a class called color theory not about race uh, just about colors and because i'm a i'm a design major um in color theory <clears throat> it said white was the evilest color no just kidding guys it was uh that blue is the actual like most contrasting color to white. It's not black. You think black is the contrasting color to white, but the human eye picks up contrast better between blue and white. So I picked white just because it, it kind of shines. It doesn't shine, but it stands out. Like You can see white on just about anything. Believe it or not, guys, the contrasting color to black is yellow. It's not white. <laughs> That's why a lot of street signs are yellow and black. Um, because it's the most, it's the easiest to to see the difference, like the, the lines of. So I think if you were going to refine my arrow setup better, it would be some kind of yellow knock to blue veins or vice versa. Mm, Probably not vice versa, probably yellow knock blue veins, probably be the way to upgrade mine. Um, but yeah, in my personal experience, the knocks that show up best have been like red biter knocks. Um... I mean, biternox seem to show up really well. I think it's because they're they're kind of big and squarish. Um, genox, the fluorescent ones, if, if you get a color like lime or orange, they catch the light really well. Orange is going to be harder to see on a safari spot. So, you know, choose wisely. Um, the red genox don't show up as well. And, you know, you can kind of go from there. But, uh, it, yeah, in the past, I've seen red, the like the clear red biternox look like... They look like, um, what are those nighttime knocks they shoot? Luminox, you know, they, they glow like crazy. So if I were going to switch, it's probably what I'd end up switching to. I like the white biter knock that I'm shooting now. Uh, cause it seems like no one shoots them and I have probably 50 of them left. So that's what I'm going to be rolling for the foreseeable future. Uh, so yeah, that's the listener question. I hope that helps. I know a lot of you guys are going to be like, well, when will I actually shoot a blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, the, the alternative is if you can't see your knock is to go buy Swarovski, um, by nose. And, uh, after that, you'll have paid so much money that you'll fake. Like you see where your <laughs> your knocks are, even if you don't. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, that's the episode. Don't put your bow down yet. They're still shooting to be done outdoors. um, yeah and we'll work on it. We'll work on it. I'll let you guys know how the string' strings are gonna be doing um just about just about got' them installed. I gotta do everything in pieces now because you know no excuses. so I'm just not gonna speak anymore. All right guys good night every oh well, this is actually morning, so good morning, everyone. Let's go get it. Let's go get this Wednesday. Hey, are you tired of doordashing? Are you sick of uh, <laughs> groveling to your boss for a raise? Start a side hustle. What's a legit side hustle? Uh, either teching bows or uh, building strings. And I had this idea to build strings instead of door dashing, but it's way too hard. It's truly a, a craft that takes a skilled uh, skilled dude that is better than I. <laughs> <laughs> if you were so inclined to get into the art of string building, though, my man, Butch Baker, makes string jigs. And if you, you know, say you're like me and too scared to make your own strings, you don't want to blow up and take lose your eyeball, uh, there are string, uh, shop vices uh, that Butch makes that are fucking dope. Uh, his vices you can use for anything from... Leveling your third axis to leveling your rifle. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, Baker Archery Products, uh, they're you know owned and operated by Butch Baker in Idaho. He's fucking cool. One of the nicest dudes I've ever met. And uh, all his stuff is American-made. He does not do what my company does and outsource shit to China. <laughs> Dude makes shit at home. So, support an American, support a patriot, and support a small business. Check out BakerArcheryProducts.com and uh, get yourself something good, all right? Guys, this show is brought to you by Carbon Craft Stabilizers. My man, Brian Webb, out at Impact Archery Clovis, makes the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. It is the best bar, hands down. Uh, People ask, Wendell, why is it the best bar, hands down? Well... Uh, let's see, is it stiffer? Yes. Is it lighter? Yes. Is it damper? Yes. Than any of those other bars you've tried. The best bar that I've heard about to compete with the Carbon Craft bar right now is the new Axel bar. And the only thing I can hear, the only thing I hear about the new Axle bar is it's as good as a Carbon Craft bar. No joke. Uh, don't shoot the messenger. That's just what I've heard. So if you guys are interested Check them out, Carbon Craft Bars. I'm pretty sure they will beat Axel Bars uh, price point-wise. Uh, if you guys are interested, give Brian Webb a call down at Impact Archery in Clovis, or you can place an art order with my man Rudy Sandoval or Austin Watts at West Coast Archery in Petaluma. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Cerakoters out of Napa. Um, my friends Darren and bet they Cerakote bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job Coating. He does anything from Solid Colors to American Flags to Fades to anything. I've seen him do a Galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Koffeld's bow. All right? Check that out. Casey Koffeld. On the side of the Lancaster truck, she's shooting the bow that Darren Saracoded. What does that tell you? Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Koffeld family. So... uh yeah. Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too, you know. Don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts, I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schoff. Uh all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit him up DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh you know, if you're a gun nut, if and you can disassemble your your rifle, Darren can Cerakote that shit pink for you, you know? Um Check them out, DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They are the one of the longtime, oldest, and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love. All right, all right, everyone. Good night. Peace.